Welcome to the Business Design Podcast. I'm Randy Baker. And I'm Dr. Kent Gustafson. And we'll be talking to some quirky, strange, interesting, wonderful individuals about how to design businesses for success. So today we're going to talk about elephants on the uh, Business Design Podcast. I guess that makes this show unique. Well, Scott Anderson, who is our guest today, Kent, Scott Anderson knows all about baby elephants. He knows all about entrepreneurship. He's built and exited, I think, nine companies. He calls himself a serial entrepreneur. And he's going to tell you what baby elephants have to do with being an entrepreneur. So what I thought was amazing about this interview and something I'd never heard someone speak about before is the connection between addiction and entrepreneurship. So as you're listening in through this interview, we like to keep it brief, punchy, but Scott has some incredible insights from his real life experiences and he left us wanting more. Let's dive in. This is Scott Anderson. All right. Great to talk to you, uh, Scott. We're talking with Scott Anderson. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll give you a time limit of about 12 seconds. Okay, quick. Uh, <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've uh, run and started. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Lucky Charms, actually, is my, I'm the magnate of, of uh, Lucky Charms. Uh, no, I'm a serial entrepreneur having, uh, having launched and run and sold in one form or another nine businesses. I'm an executive coach today, consultant, and also a licensed mental health therapist. Yeah, it was neat to kind of spin through all your sites and so on as we, what do they call it, catfished you? No, that's something else. But <laughs> as, we sort of, yeah, as we sort of went through all your sites and everything. So, so nine businesses, I'm curious to hear, do you have, it's sort of like when people have nine children, they can list them really quickly. Can you do that sort of speed reading version uh, of it? I don't know if I can. Uh, well, I'll try. I was in a construction equipment business, industrial engine business, farm holding company, Advertising agency was the one that I was in the longest. I owned briefly a disastrous car detailing business. I'm in a, a dropship business with my son, an online dropship business. I've got a mental health practice, a behavioral health practice. I've got a, this program for burnout now. It's called Burnout Breakthrough, and uh, which is a, a training program that is my newest venture and that I bring to individual executives as well as to owners of businesses that bring it into their companies. So I'm really interested, Scott, in, in the burnout thing because with nine businesses and cereal, uh, A, you must have <laughs> found yourself burned out at some time and perhaps that's why you've created this new product about burnout. Is there, what's the story like? Well, uh, yes, it is part of it. I just, as I heard myself reciting these companies, it occurred to me, maybe the way I deal with burnout is just to start another company. Um, <laughs> and, and frankly, you know, that's, that would not be atypical of most of the entrepreneurs that I work with, that there's a short attention span and burnout can happen very, very quickly. There's just this intense, for most entrepreneurs, there's this intense sort of incubation that happens but once the elephant is born, there tends to be, uh, we make bad custodians of baby elephants and tend to get bored and uh, sadly walk away, often too early. So, um, you know, I think really 
one of the reasons why serial entrepreneurs are serial entrepreneurs is out of boredom and burnout and, and often quit too early or sometimes quit too late, get out too late. That's been my experience. In my case, I quit too early several times. I stayed too late with the advertising agency that I created. I stayed about three or four, maybe five years longer than I should have done and caused damage by, by staying there. And so sometimes burnout can get you to make erratic choices. I mean, this is one of the principles of our program is that not only is depression and anxiety, uh, chronic stress, a big problem and a painful experience, but it can also lead you to do silly things, bad things, destructive things, get you to act out in ways that, that uh, cause, in some cases, irreparable damage. People get divorced sometimes out of burnout done and a lot of erratic bad decisions made mm, interesting uh, i particularly found it interesting about talking about people stopping too soon or too late yeah. is there a sort of a revenue number that would imply you're too soon or too late is there some way to measure where that would be in life of a, an enterprise and that's the first part of the second question the second part of the question is what sort of revenues are you looking at now well, you know, the first of all, to ask your answer your second question, I coach entrepreneurs that are they're starting up businesses that are in the single millions of revenue, mm-hmm. and um, often under ten million to begin with, and you know are looking for liquidation events in the hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has burnout has a lot less to do with revenue than it does with really stress. I mean, at the end of the day, burnout is a stress related disorder. The World Health Organization has designated now burnout as a formal illness, and the American Psychiatric Association, the APA, will designate burnout as a, in their DSM-6, I think it is, as a formal mental illness. Um, and with, with COVID in particular, there's been a, what Corn Ferry, the organizational the consulting firm is calling a, a pandemic that will probably begin to see the light of day as COVID diminishes. And as burnout people can pandemic. kind of, exactly. A mental health burnout pandemic for pandemic. sure, but a burnout uh, pandemic. In the, Zoom, the Zoom Zoom burnout uh, is actual burnout. It's not just uh, having tired eyes and being sick of uh, staying in the house cabin fever style. I think it depends. You know, I mean, everybody's, everybody's different and not everybody who goes through COVID results in, you know, in burnout or, or indeed in behavioral health problems. But there's certainly a compounding effect over the last 12 months, 14 months. So I'm super curious about the, um, the baby elephant. So because you had a couple of really fun <laughs> images, there's the baby elephant. Then you also had this image of the, of the entrepreneur kind of going crazy and breaking yeah. things because they have this sort of short attention span. And I, right. I, in my mind, was thinking like, oh, baby elephant, how does all this stuff link together? I'm curious about the elephant story here. Well, the reason I use the metaphor is simply that birthing a new business and nurturing, nurturing the baby elephant in its early days is extremely stressful. And it's the stress that, that a lot of entrepreneurs really get off on, really like. You know, this is, the, this is the juice. More than money, more than revenue, Randy, to your point. You know, I've seen a couple of entrepreneurs that I've coached leave businesses in early stages and certainly walk away with a lot of money, but a tiny fraction of the money they would have walked away with if money were their driving factor. So 
you know, what it, the, the elephant metaphor is simply that I found personally and for so many of my clients that it's the action of coming up with an idea and uh, birthing it and seeing if it can get up on its legs and walk a little bit. That's the, that's the juice more than money is to um, see what you can do, see if it's possible. But once the baby elephant is on its legs and walking around, it becomes a lot less interesting and uh, the juice goes away. So it's it's interesting that you talk that you talk about baby elephants because just this morning I saw a, a video, one of those animal videos uh, on YouTube where an elephant, a baby elephant, just moved its head and its trunk swung out and hit its carer <laughs> who got knocked to the ground. Incredibly powerful how oh my God. the elephant hit its baby was very powerful. Yes. That, that was the thing that made me. The same thing happens with with businesses. Yes. They you know, you give birth to your baby elephant business, but it can turn and, and accidentally destroy you very quickly. Exactly, exactly. And so that's what we have to avoid. So I, I get the analogy. It's really, really, really interesting. The other problem is, is that it takes more people to take care of a baby elephant. I mean, we may be, we may be just massacring this metaphor, but, you know, as once the baby elephant is born, uh, the entrepreneur can kind of get the baby elephant through delivery and on its feet. But once the elephant starts growing, it takes a team of people and uh, to help the elephant grow, somebody to clean the cage or feed the elephant or whatever the metaphor suggests. And the problem is that most entrepreneurs like me and like a lot of people I know are such independent people and want to move at the speed of light. And any kind of friction at all can be deeply frustrating. If I have to sit in a committee in order to feed my baby elephant, I'm really losing interest in this. You know, if I have to wait for the slowest person on my team to teach my elephant to stand on one foot, I'm really not interested in this. I'm going to go give birth to a different animal of some kind. Sure. So that that's an interesting thing because so Scott, you've been you've been successful, nine companies, serial entrepreneur. It's pretty impressive stuff. So what what are you thinking now about your legacy? Where do you want what do you want to leave behind? We know you want to swim in the ocean. But yes, what do you want to leave behind as your legacy? You know, I really think it's this this burnout work that I'm doing right now. I mean, you know, nine businesses and success sounds like a pretty effortless, um, you know, 100% successful thing. But, you know, I've been my own worst enemy for a lot of my life and caused a lot of damage and, and, um, and, and done a lot of damage to myself, a lot of self-inflicted uh, stuff. And... The thing that I really, as a legacy, I, I think that this work with burnout and specifically with the anxiety and the depression that comes to a lot of high-performance people and a lot of people generally, but certainly to high-performance people is what I'd really like to focus the, at least the foreseeable future on. Because one of the things I've learned myself is, and I've really had to, uh, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, where Warren Buffett is from, and uh, the average person in Omaha can quote Warren Buffett unsolicited. He's a hometown hero. Anyway, one of the things he always talks about is is eating your own cooking. Uh, in his case, it means uh, starting Berkshire Hathaway and holding on to the stock. But in my case, it means I've actually used the principles of this burnout system we've developed, and it's really changed my life dramatically, not just in relief of burnout, but it's really given me the best best life ever. 
So when I think about the kinds of things I want to do going forward, it's to help a lot of people like me, I hope, and prevent the damage you can do and prevent the suffering you can go through and cause others and uh, hopefully show people how they can come out the other side with best life ever versus just uh, survival. That's a beautiful thing. So what was the, what was the low point for you? I mean, obviously, so that's, I mean, I'm as the branding side of this duo, I mean, that's the magic. The magic is that you went through this. So what was that? What was that needer for you? Oh, you know, crushing depression and, and anxiety, paralyzing, painful, suicidal thoughts, complete desperation, loss of hope. And, um, that I would be, that I would be sane enough to carry on, you know, that I could do it one more day. One of the things I find with a lot of the people that I work with is that what they bring to us is often the sense of, I don't know how I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and do it again. I mean, being honestly out of, out of arrows, having no, no idea how they're going to get up and do it again. And yet having a lot of responsibility and um, both both personal and professional and just really not knowing how you can get up tomorrow and do it again. I'll say one more thing and then Randy can close us up. We do, we love to do short interviews. I think for me, the elephant uh, is the beautiful metaphor and uh, this concept that the entrepreneur gets a high from yeah. birthing a new elephant. And I think what you're saying is, you know what? Nurture it. Uh, yes. He's going to go through some crazy stuff and just stick with it. Yeah. Um, and nurture oneself as well to realize that you don't need the, because it is kind of an addiction. And another, unfortunately, another thing I know something about. Don't get hit in the, like Randy, don't get hit in the face with the trunk, right? That's the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember to duck. So this has been great, Scott. Really appreciate your time. Um, where can people find you if they're, if they're looking to find a way through burnout? How can they get to you? Uh, two ways, really. My executive coaching practice is called Double Dare, and the website is doubledareyou.us. I've got a, another site that focuses more specifically on uh, the mental health of executives called lonelyatthetop.us, which is uh, another place to look. So thank you so much, Scott. This has been a real pleasure. Um, My pleasure. Thank you so much. And we'll be back in touch um, in the near future. It's been great. Okay. Thanks so much. I I love the elephant analogy. I really do. That's (laughs) awesome. Cheers. Good to meet you. I'm going to go look at elephant pictures. All right. Take care. (laughs) Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Scott Anderson. What a remarkable story he has. We just scratched the surface on his life and his business story. And I, I'm just so amazed by some of these concepts I've never heard before, as well as the elephant and the lucky terms and all the fun we had. So if you got as much enjoyment out of listening to this podcast as we did in interviewing Scott, why not go and subscribe and so you can hear more of our very interesting guests. Take care. Have a good life. We'll see you next time.